Coming to you live from CVT Studios in the heart of the Golden State. I'm your host, Matt, and join with me as always is my co-host, Roger. And this is the Cryptid vs. Cryptid podcast. Now let's get right into the tournament. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cryptid vs. Cryptid, and tonight marks the start of a very big event for the show. Tonight marks the start of the first ever and only Cryptid vs. Cryptid tournament to reign the master. Let's go. But before we get to that, thank you all for the support. Uh, Should we talk about the weird shit that happened with the last episode? Sure, why not? You want to start? I mean, I don't know the brunt of it. All I know is I was working and all of a sudden you're texting me about some guy messaging us, or at least messaging the Instagram account about, I don't even remember what he said. Hold on. Yeah, so basically we posted, while Roger pulls this up, we posted the JFK episode on Friday, and going forward, uh, I'm going to make it so all our episodes release on Fridays now because it's easier for me, it gives me more time to edit. But basically, posted the episode, it's nearing the end of my workday, and then all of a sudden I get this notification on my phone, and somebody had messaged the podcast on the Instagram page. And so I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Go to read the message, and it tripped me out. Have you pulled this up yet? Yeah. Go ahead and tell the folks, uh, don't give any names, but tell the folks what this gentleman had to say. Pretty much, he was just, I don't even remember what he said, because I don't even see it anymore. Did you delete a post? Oh, wait, that was in February. Uh, I didn't delete any posts. I don't think I posted about it. Pretty much, you're just saying, I don't even see where... I literally see our conversation, that's about it. I got it right here. So he says, Whom are you referring to? Question mark. I don't like playing games with people, primarily those that involve personal feelings. And... He does not give me any context as to what he's talking about. He just hits us out of the blue with that. And he didn't follow us beforehand or anything. So I assume he listened to the episode, which just kind of tripped me up a little bit. Yeah. And then he blocked us, but then you found another account. Obviously, my interest was peaked, so I did a little bit of research, and he did block the account out of the blue. After I'd responded, all I said was, what? Question mark. Blocked the account, and then I was like, this is weird. So I search up the name, and this guy has another account, same person, that stopped posting in 2020. And it just, like, tripped me up, because he seems like a kind of a normal dude. He's very religious, but I don't know. It was just out of the blue and then he blocked us, and then he's got an alternate account that I presume he lost access to. I'm not too sure. Weird shit. As I expected when we did the JFK episode. Yeah, so, you know, we're still uh, still keeping an eye out, looking over our shoulder from time to time. But yeah, that was a, <clears throat> a weird little cryptid versus cryptid conspiracy that happened following our last cryptid versus conspiracies episode. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you for the support you gave on that episode. Very nice, very epic. One of our more popular episodes recently. So we'll have to dive into some more uh, government conspiracies soon. Oh, great. Even more reason for the government to come fucking office. 
But luckily, this week we won't be talking about any government conspiracies. We'll be starting the wrap-up of the Cryptid vs. Cryptid series. Now, I did say I was going to try and get some other people in here, but it kind of snuck up on us, and I didn't really plan anything out with anybody. So, for now, the first episode, it's just going to be me and Roger talking about all this shit. It's all about building the hype, you know? We just keep on, like, oh yeah, we're going to bring someone on, and then boom, we bring someone on. Exactly. You're not expecting it. Now, we have our first bracket here. Because we have 41 cryptids and creatures, it's a little weird how the layout for this works, but, I mean, it'll work. It gets the job done. It involves all the cryptids fighting. So should we just jump into the madness right away? Sure, why not? Uh, and then we are going to get to as many fights as we can today, but we probably won't get through the first bracket today. But there are still some interesting fights lined up. Roger, who do we got in the first round? We have Krampus and the Easter Bunny. Two holiday special going at it. Yeah, and this was a totally random generated tournament bracket, so that wasn't planned out at all. So we get Krampus, probably our biggest or second biggest holiday cryptid, along with the elusive Easter Bunny who we've never actually talked about officially on the show. So this will be new territory for all the listeners. Now, we're not going to go through a super long recap of everything. I will read out the stats as a reminder and for us to refer to. Uh, and then we're just going to hop right into it. So characteristics for Krampus, goat features, birch rod, basket of holding, abilities, enhanced natural abilities, access to the gates of hell, and snow walk. Stats, intelligence of 8, power of 8, defense of 6, mobility of 7, HP of 6, stealth of 8. And now, the Easter Bunny. Characteristics, humanoid, large paws, large ears, fur, large buck teeth, vest. Abilities, lays eggs. Stats, intelligence of 8, power of 6, defense of 4, mobility of 10, HP of 5, and stealth of 9. Pretty well rounded for both of them, I would say. Mm -hmm. Easter Bunny, definitely more of a glass cannon. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, are we doing a tournament arena, or are we going to give it an actual environment? So, when we were talking about it, I think it was uh, just like kind of a generated arena. We drop them in, and then it just turns into whatever we want. It's how I thought of it, at least. I mean, we can also just do a tournament arena. I think it adds better to the story if we do give it an environment. Because the only thing with we're only doing a tournament arena is when we get to the water ones... How are they going to fight? Yeah, exactly. And for all those wondering, we don't have any water cryptids in this first bracket, so we haven't had to move anybody around, but that might come up in the second bracket. So what are you thinking of environments for Easter Bunny and Krampus? You know, I'm not too sure, because they're kind of like polar opposite holidays. One is the start of it kind of dumbing down on snow and everything, and the other is when it's snowing. You know, one's lush with all this grass and the next is dead trees with no leaves on them and white fluff everywhere i think for sure we can i kind of want to put this in like uh what's the word i'm looking for i want it to be in on like a street full of houses 
because the Easter Bunny's going to your house dropping off eggs. Krampus is coming to you as you sleep at your house. So I think putting it in a neighborhood would be an interesting battle arena. Yeah, I can see that one. Probably the best option. Yeah, I think next would just kind of determine what the weather is looking like. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little light snow, kind of like how it is in Auburn or something, where it's like not snowy, snowy, but it still shows up on the ground at least. So there's a little bit of snow stuck to the ground, but there's no crazy blizzard going on. Yeah. Now, one last question. I know we weren't saying, or I know we said we weren't going to edit any of the stats or abilities or anything, but do we want to have the Easter Bunny eggs actually do anything, or are they just actual, like, hollow eggs? I mean, what would we have them do? I don't know. Maybe, like, a little explosion effect if he throws them. I mean, we could do it where it's, like, filled with confetti or something. It kind of offers a stun onto anyone he throws it on type of deal. Or like maybe a little distraction or something like that. Or it's filled with chocolate and the chocolate's boiling hot so when it splashes on him it fucking scalds him and then also a stun effect. Either way, that's the only reason I see those working. It's like it does maybe a little bit of damage but not too much, but it stuns. Yeah, more of a stun or a distraction kind of thing. I think uh, the confetti one works a little bit better if you want to go with that. Alright, that sounds good. But he does have to lay the eggs. He can't just grab them out of a bag, I think. Yeah. It can be a quick lay, but nonetheless, he does have to lay them. All right. How do you think this fight is going to commence? Easy. They're going to one kid's house, the one lucky boy that's house is going to get destroyed by these two, and they meet right at the door. Okay. Just a little awkward stare down as... They're both reaching for the door. They don't even see it. They're focused on the door, and they both see their hands reach for the door. And this is kind of good. Like, Easter, happy holiday. Jesus has risen. And then we have the polar opposite, demonic Santa, who's here to bring terror to children who have been bad. Mm -hmm. Who do you think makes... Well, I think Krampus is going to make the first move here. Oh, he's definitely going to. If it's either a bitch slap or fucking whack with the cane, someone. I kind of like him just out of nowhere, or not out of nowhere, but they both grab it, they look at each other, and he just goes for the cane swing. And even with the Easter Bunny's high mobility, I don't know if he'd have time to react. I don't even think he would, because he'd still be confused, if anything. Yeah, I don't imagine these two interact. Maybe if it was Santa, he'd have time to react, but not the Easter Bunny. So I think he goes for a headshot right away, just swipe right in front of him. Well... Krampus is pretty tall, don't you think? Uh, it's me like eight feet. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know because we didn't write it down in any of the notes, but I imagine like as a demon, he'd have to be pretty tall, at least six foot. Holy sh! Okay, that's Krampus expedition. I was about to say, holy fuck. I mean, they have like I don't know a couple of them that I see. He's he looks like, if I were to guess, like six foot. I would say at least seven. And I only ask because at first I was going to say, oh, he just swings straight and then hits him in the head. But seeing as how tall he is, I see him kind of just swing down and maybe hit the Easter Bunny in the side. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe the Easter Bunny shits out an egg out of fear. I would say so. Or either just like a defense mechanism type of deal. If he knows... If he knows that it, he's getting attacked, and then he's like, okay, well, defense time. And then 
shitting the egg out to throw at him after. Now, do you think he can shit out the egg at high velocity? Uh, kind of like a gun? Maybe, depending on the circumstances, I would guess. Just wanted to ask to open up his ability to use these eggs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he, he shits out an egg and he throws it at Krampus. How fast is Krampus again? He has a mobility of seven. I think that'd be fast enough to react, seeing as the Easter Bunny only has power of six, so his throw isn't going to be too fast. Oh, I found Krampus's height. How tall is he? Eight feet. Okay, shit. And, like, when I think of the Easter Bunny, I'm only thinking of him as, like, three or four feet tall. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. He's definitely going to pack a lot of punch. And the Easter Bunny does have very low defense, very low HP. So that first hit's probably going to do a lot of damage. That's why when we're talking about this one, I don't... The Easter Bunny can do a lot with his mobility and that stun, but I don't know how much he can actually do to Krampus before Krampus takes him out. Yeah, at this point, because Krampus also has a power of 8, I would say Easter Bunny's probably got like a broken arm and a few broken ribs too. Just went by one hit, and that's... <laughs> now, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think his mobility is going to be... Now, yeah, I can't even give him the benefit of the doubt. I think his mobility is definitely going to be reduced now. Yeah, not as much as if it was like a humanoid type of deal. Because bunnies usually use their, at least the Easter Bunny uses his feet to kind of get that mobility. But it will probably be dumped down just because his ribs are fucking broken now. What other attack options do you think he would use? Because I think he's going to miss with the egg. What's Krampus's mobility? Krampus's mobility, I believe it is a 7. And then Easter Bunny is like an 8. Easter Bunny's a 10 in mobility. Uh, I don't know if he, if he would miss. I think he would be able to hit. Because I kind of picture this as still like kind of close enough. And it would take a lot take a lot to be able to move away from that egg with the Easter Bunny throwing it as fast as he can. Okay, I can buy into that. Okay, so I think, yeah, that would give the Easter Bunny a chance to do an actual attack. Mm-hmm. Which would, I, I think he's going for a kick. His arms his arms aren't going to do much. I think he's bouncing and trying to do a drop kick to bounce off of him and do a flip or something. Okay, so you think he's going on for just like a full front kick or like a head kick or something? Either one. Whatever one you see more liable. He's got to jump pretty fucking high to reach Krampus, though being like double his height yeah but i mean i think the easter bunny would have pretty good jump height and with krampus being stunned i think the easter bunny would figure he'd have enough time to be able to get off a headshot or he bounces enough to where he kind of gets him on like a kind of at an angle and so it's more of like an uppercut kick or something like that yeah like he does the uppercut kick and then goes into the black backflip off of that yeah okay now, the thing is, I don't... While he does get the temporary stun, it's not enough time to really build up a lot of momentum. So I don't think his kick's going to do too much damage to Krampus. I, I don't think so either. Krampus's... That's the thing is that Krampus's health is so much compared to what Easter Bunny can actually do that I don't know if it's actually going to hurt Krampus as much. Yeah, no. It might get him like a little wonky at first, but he can probably get a hold of that pretty soon i would say like maybe it throws him off balance a bit 
or like you said, woozes him out, and like maybe a little bit more of a stun, damage-wise, yeah, I don't see it doing too much to him. Because he's got pretty good health, and on top of that, pretty good defense. Well, defense of 6 and HP of 6. So he's not that much more than the Easter Bunny. Yeah. He actually, he only has 6 for both, but he has power of 8. Yeah. Because he's not... Hmm. I think we used, like, demonic strength to explain his strength. Because his body still looks, like, pretty human. Yeah. It's also kind of decrepit, but not that much. Yeah, it's not like a Wendigo kind of decrepit. So do you think that changes the kind of effect the bunny's kick would have on him? Maybe a little bit. I don't think it would still do that much. It might actually be able to stun him a little more, so Easter Bunny can try and plan his next move. But Now, playing in the Easter Bunny's favor here, do you think the Easter Bunny could keep him stun-locked for a while, just going for headshot kicks? I think... Even with the Easter Bunny's mobility, that is actually probably dumbed down a little bit now to probably around an 8, I would think, just because of the fucking broken ribs. I think he would lose enough stamina and he wouldn't be able to keep up with all that, and then that's when Krampus would be able to get it after like maybe two solid hits of that. I agree, and I think I could see Easter Bunny going in for like a few headshot kicks, but Krampus has an intelligence of 8, so I think he'd be able to recognize the patterns after a while and then see an opening to go for a grab or another swing of the club. Yeah. Okay, we'll build the scenario here. Easter Bunny going for some stun lock kicks. He's doing a good amount of damage, but then do you think Krampus goes for a grab or a swing? I think he goes for a swing right to the legs. He sees that as his, one of his best powers he has against him right now. And with the intelligence of eight, I think he knows to... And that. I like the picture of the Easter Bunny going for the kick on the head. Krampus is ready this time. Takes it, but as he's doing the backflip, he swings and hits either one or both of the legs. Mm -hmm. Severely, at this point, crippling the Easter Bunny now that he's lost his best ability, which would be his speed. This is how I see to explain it a little more. It's... Like, the East Bunny's in the midair. I think he's hitting both, and he's just knocking them down, and then that's when he's going to step on one of the East Bunnies on the ground, hurt. He's going to grab him, or just, like, step on his legs and just start fucking shoving the rod in between, like, his, like, kind of kneecaps or something, just to get, keep him on the ground. How about this? Because uh, Krampus has access to the gates of hell. He breaks the Easter Bunny's legs, both of them. What does he do next? The Easter Bunny can't run. He's taken a lot of damage. He summons the gates of hell and throws Easter Bunny into the pits of hell. I can see that. I like that finish. But this concludes the first round, I think, unless you got anything else you want to add. No, that's pretty much it. Now, not to hype up who Krampus is going to be fighting next or anything, but I'm going to be honest. I think Krampus is going to have a run for his money in the next fight. I can't even see who he's fighting. So. I know, that's the best part. Uh, I'll type it in and send it to you, but I think it's going to lead to a pretty, pretty interesting match. Yeah, I can see that. And I already know who I think is going to win. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, next, who do we got entering the battle arena? This is actually probably one of my favorite matches looking up to it right now. 
Skinwalker versus Skookum Monster. Yes. Before we get into any hypeness behind this fight, because it's going to be an interesting battle, let's run through some stats. Starting off, we have Skinwalker. Characteristics, strange eyes. Abilities, shape-shifting, mind invasion, dark aura, slight corruption magic. Stats, intelligence 9, power 9, defense 8, mobility 7, HP 7, stealth 10. Now before we go any further, do you know any, do you remember anything about mind invasion, dark aura, or slight corruption magic? A little bit, not much. Because I don't really remember anything at all. I think the dark aura was kind of like another demonic type of deal. Where he's like kind of cursed, you know? Mind corruption. I thought that was more of a rake thing, but... A mind invasion. Yeah, same. it's the same thing. It's a, It was more of a rake thing, I thought. But I mean, I guess he kind of has it. And then I don't even remember the last one. So The slight corruption magic. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Because Skinwalker is more of just a shaman. And so either any magic, I think, is what Skinwalker is going to have. Any dark magic, that is. I don't want to say I'm already putting bets on who I think is going to win. But I think we should talk about the Skooka monster real quick. Characteristics, 8 to 9 feet tall, 300 to 400 pounds, thick, long fur. Abilities, extreme rage. Stats. Intelligence 7, power 10, 11 with rage, defense of 8, mobility 7, HP 7, stealth 5. This is going to be a pretty big deal because he's one of the few, he is like the only normal sized cryptid who can reach a power above 10. Yeah. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that we have size tiers for the cryptids. And that they can go, their power is, like, their 10 is like a 5 for them. Or a 10 is their 5. So it's a pretty big deal for someone of this size to be able to go above a 10. Now, let's talk battle arenas. What do you think this one's looking like? Forest. Deep pine forest. Yeah, this one I don't think is going to be too interesting. I think just a basic forest, like you said, pine. Yeah. Uh, Crowded with trees or not crowded with trees? It's kind of crowded. I mean, obviously there's kind of some bigger areas than others, but I would say crowded with trees. All right. Pretty cut and dry arena. Let's hop into the action. How do you think they run across each other? Just randomly in the woods? Yeah. I mean, maybe the skinwalker tries to act like a wounded animal or something and screw a monster just kind of wants to end it. And that's when skinwalker reveals that he can shapeshift or it can shapeshift into anything. I like that. Go for the sneak attack right off the bat before he activates his rage. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting point I want to bring up to you. Skinwalker's got a mind invasion ability, and we know that Skooka Monster, pretty much whenever he's pissed off, rage is active, so this is going to be most of the battle. Do you think the Skinwalker could invade his mind and make him de-rage? I think it's possible. Because if he can... Obviously, when Skinwalker does this, I imagine he has to be in his base form, not a shapeshift form. But this could play big time for uh, his ability to win this fight. Yeah. My thing is is that 
when someone's in rage, I think it's a little harder to control them. Um, just like, just think of how hard it would be to if you were fully enraged by something and someone's like, "Calm down, calm down, calm down." You're not going to fucking calm down. It's probably just going to make you more pissed. And so, I don't know how easy it would be. And I think Skinwalker would take some damage if he tries to do this, and not some, actually, probably a lot. I agree with that point, but what do you think about him shifting the emotion he's feeling? Not just like calmness, but maybe he tries to shift his mind more into fear or anguish or something more like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't see the Skookum monster being like fearful of anything because he's kind of like a top league of his own. Okay, I can agree with that. Okay, now that we've kind of settled that matter... Hopping back into the fight, we have the Skinwalker just got off a little cheeky sneak attack. Do you think that's going to do a lot of damage? And I imagine he transforms into a bison to do that, so he hit him with a power 9. I mean, what was this transformation that we had for him again? So, his power transformation is a bison. His defense transformation is a brown bear. His mobility transformation is a cougar. And his HP transformation is once again a bison. So when he's bison, he's got power 9 and HP 7 at once. I think it will do a hefty amount of damage. It's not nearly as powerful as Skooka Monster himself, but it is a 9. So it has to at least pack somewhat of a punch. Definitely. Now, after he gets this, I'm going to say Skooka Monster gets pushed back a little, maybe thrown a little bit off his feet. Not completely on the ground, but he's a little shaken up by the sneak attack. And then Rage activates. He's never seen anything like this, so it would be good for him to be like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, what do you think about the Skinwalker transforming into Cougar and then running up a tree to gain some advantage in height? I could see that, definitely, because then he sees that because Skinwalker's intelligence, what, it's a 9 or something like that, right? It's a 9. He is one of our smartest cryptids. Yeah. So he's going to be a very good strategist. So I think he would have enough intelligence to know that Skookum Monster are, is pissed off. So he just climbs up the tree to try and get some like high ground off. Yeah. Do you think Skinwalkers ran across Bigfoot-type creatures before? Or do you think this is the first time either of them have ran into someone like them? I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Do you want it to be? I think we should go with the assumption that this is the first time they've seen something like each other. Just to keep the kind of surprise factor. And I ask this because I think the response from the Skooka monster is to pick up a rock, big rock, and just chuck it at the skinwalker while he's in the tree. I was even thinking trying to take the tree down, but throwing a rock at it worse. I mean, which one would you want to go with? I mean, we can go with the rock first, I guess, and then, or a couple rocks, and then he notices it's not going to work. So he tries to throw the rock at, like, the bottom of the stump to try and knock the tree down to get the skinwalker off the tree. I almost kind of like your idea more, because if you think about it, he's kind of just caught off guard, pissed, completely lost in rage. And he just charges the tree to destroy it. And then I think this would throw off the Skinwalker. Not only because he's going to be falling from a tree and that's not something easy to recover from. But he's just surprised that this thing is so strong. Yeah. Now what do you think his response is? He's, I imagine he's falling from a pig, pretty big tree. Yeah. 
pine trees. He's probably looking at like 20 to like 15 feet, I would say. Even more. You think he switches transformation? Mm, probably. Maybe to like a bear. Okay, kind of break the fall. Yeah. He doesn't have any fucking uh, bird transformation or anything like that, right? Mm, no, none that we gave him. Yeah, so he definitely probably turns into a bear to at least break the fall. And I think he's thrown off a bit, which gives Skooka Monster the chance to attack. And I almost think Skooka Monster's literally just going to run up and punt this motherfucker. I agree. Now, I think luckily for Skinwalker, choosing to go as the brown bear was his best call because it gives him his highest defense. Yeah. But I still think it's going to do a lot of damage. Yeah. And he won't go as far as if he stayed as the cougar. So he might, like, kick him to the nearest tree, but not through it. No. He's pretty hefty in this form. Okay. So I think he's definitely still going to be shaken up, which would give Skooka Monster the chance for a follow-up. Mm-hmm. And I think he's cooled off a bit, not enough to knock away Rage, but for him to realize mm-hmm. to grab a weapon or something. Maybe like a stick or a rock. Probably a rock. Okay, so he's throwing it at him. Do you think the Skinwalker would have time to respond? He's not going to have uh, mobility on his side, though. No, he won't. I think, because... Skooka Monster's charging on him. Maybe uh, Skinwalker tries the same thing, but with the bison. So I don't know if Skinwalker would have a full understanding of his power yet. He might know that's like, okay, he might be a little tougher than me, but I might be able to take him or something. And so he charges at him with the bison. It's probably his best option, too, because he'll have the more HP on his side with that one. Yeah. So they collide... Who do you think, do you think it's going to be they both get off an attack or one gets off more of an attack? I think Skooka Monster is getting the more of the attack off, but I also think at that time Skinwalker kind of is able to use the Bison's Horn to his advantage and stab Skooka Monster inside like the ribs or something. I was thinking the same exact thing. Okay, so now Skooka Monster... Because bison have pretty big horns, so that's going to be a pretty big wound on the Skooka monster. Yeah, and so I think what will happen is that he stabs him. Skooka monster's even more pissed off now. Rips him out and just fucking is able to grab him and slam him on the fucking ground. Suplex style. I can see that, and he'd be pretty shaken up right now. Because not only did he get punted into a tree, now he got just dropped onto the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really see him having any other crazy response to this. Yeah, no. There's I, there's nothing else. As good as a fight as this would be, I don't see Skinwalker coming out on top on this one. He has the intelligence. He has the different forms that give him different abilities and shit. But Skooka Monster's on a whole nother league, in my opinion. I do want to propose one thing that we've left out of this fight. Stealth. Yeah. What do you think about after he gets dropped... Maybe he turns back into the cougar, runs, and tries to stealth into the shadows. Cougar is his stealth and mobility, right? Well, his base is just stealth 10. Mm-hmm. And cougar's his mobility. So maybe he cougars to get away with the little energy he can. Yeah, kind of a... And then goes back into his base for stealth. Kind of like a retreat to think of something. I think he would have enough time to do that because now Skooka Monster is literally bleeding out from his fucking ribs. Yeah, and I mean, 
yeah, he got the slam down, but he's exerted a lot of energy on top of the wound, like you said. So he's still going to be shaken up after a big attack like that. So I'd say they're both pretty heavily damaged, but I would have to give Skinwalker the edge in the amount of damage he's taken. Oh, yeah. Just because those 11 power attacks, even with his defensive 8 in brown bear form, he's going to have taken a lot of damage. And now with the... The only thing is that with the Bison's health, he might have been able to not take as much damage with that, or at least absorb a lot of damage from that. Yeah, I think he could have absorbed a lot of the damage, but I still think he's gonna... He doesn't have... He doesn't have a fatal wound like the Skooka monster, but he's still shaken up a lot. Yeah. Now, I think this brings us to a very big point, because this isn't like a regular episode of Cryptid versus Cryptid, where it's like, oh, well, he could have won like this or like this, and then we pick the winner. This is one route. We can only pick one way, and it does matter, because it leads into who proceeds the next round. Skinwalker with 9 intelligence, 10 stealth. It leads me to believe if he can stealth away completely, he would just leave the Skooka monster to bleed out. With his intelligence, he might think that's the best idea, too. And it's not like the most dramatic end to a fight, but I think it is the most realistic. Yeah, with... How Skinwalker is, he knows he can't take this. Like, he can't take any more of this. Skookamonkly monster may be bleeding out, but if he goes in, he's gonna die. And I think he's so lost in his rage at this point that he's just frantically running, looking for it, and he's not, like, trying to focus on some way to draw him out or some way to possibly find him himself. Because he doesn't have that much intelligence, so he couldn't even try and track him if he wanted to. No, I mean, I think he could track him if he wasn't so enraged and in pain. The rage kind of blinds him. I think Skinwalker is going to take the win, in my opinion, with the cheap strats. I mean, it's not even just cheap strats, it's just kind of thinking. That's how Wendigo won. No, I, I agree with you. It's not cheap, it's tactically the smartest move. All right, then I think we can say Skinwalker moves on. To the next round and if you look i think his next competitor that's gonna make for an interesting fight that is and stealth's gonna be kind of insane for that one we're running up to our close to our 45 minute mark do you want to try and squeeze in one more fight before we call it an episode i mean yeah i don't know if we want to squeeze in the next one down from this one maybe a smaller one a smaller one yeah looking at it so we'll skip round three. We won't spoil what it is. I can see um, one. So I see number four, obviously, extremely quick. Oh, it's the quickest one. Five, extremely quick. Yeah. I think eight probably be pretty quick. That's what I was thinking, too. Nine is going to be a big one. Seven. I could see seven lasting like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, six is, I don't even know what to think about six. It's kind of like a wild one. Yeah, it could either go quick or it could go pretty long. I mean, we can either do... I don't know. I feel like we can knock out five and four pretty fucking quick and just get them out of the way. I was thinking, I was like, we could probably hit four and five, like, right off the bat and finish this episode. So, 
we're hopping into the third fight canonically, but this is the fourth fight on the bracket. We're talking some werewolf versus Dover demon. And I just realized I didn't pull up Dover demon. So let me look. It should be pretty close. Here it is. So let's start off with our boy Dover demon. Characteristics. Alien-like appearing. Alien-like appearance. Lengthy limbs. Four feet tall. Yellow eyes. Claws. No abilities. Intelligence 7. Power 4. Defense 3. Mobility 9. HP 5. Stealth 8. Not the most impressive stat lineup, but I could see him maybe winning like one two fights against some other competitors he he's not the best he's a cool cryptid he's just not the best no and he's definitely not winning against his competitor oh no who is the werewolf who has characteristics fangs claws thick werewolf pelt eight feet tall abilities pack leader superhuman strength and speed low light vision Enhanced senses. Intelligence 8. Power 10. Defense 8. Mobility 9. HP 8. Stealth 6. So, this is why it's going to be quick. It's a pretty easy wash. <laughs> so, obviously, we'll give it the rundown like we did every other fight. Where do you think this battle is taking place? Uh... I was going to say another forest, but I kind of like a, another forest, but there's like a road in between. And that's where they meet on opposite sides of the road. A truck flies by, sees werewolf on one side, Dover demon on the other, yellow glowing, or is it yellow or red glowing eyes? Uh, for the Dover demon? Yeah. I believe we didn't, or no, we did, uh, they're yellow glowing eyes. Sees yellow glowing eyes with an alien-like figure popping out. And then this giant fucking dog creature that's standing on two hind legs coming out. Oh yeah, totally jacked and ripped and mean looking. And as the truck passed by, because they're focused on the truck, obviously, they cross past and lock eyes. Now I'm going to be honest. I see the um, Dover demon just booking it into the forest, running the fuck away. Yeah, that's his best bet. He he needs to, in order to even stand somewhat of a chance, he needs the stealth or just a surprise attack in general. So I think he is going to stealth. But here's the problem with people stealthing against the werewolf. Not only does he have intelligence of nine, so he can think pretty quick. He has the canine senses too. He's got enhanced canine senses. And if you're running to go stealth, what does he have? Mobility 9. Honestly, I could see him just treating the Dover Demon like a game. Where he's running after it. Maybe letting it think it's getting away. But then using his enhanced senses. Enhanced senses to find it like that. I'm going to make a cartoonish ending here. Because obviously Dover Demon can't do shit. The whole stealth thing is his entire thing. But if he can't even stealth the werewolf, he's done. Yeah, and I don't even see him escaping... When he runs away at first. I imagine he tries to escape. And he thinks. Werewolf kind of passes him by. Knowing that he's over in that area. 
and just kind of walks by and acts like it. And then Dover Demon is kind of just sitting there like, oh my god, I did this, now I gotta go. And as he's thinking that, all he hears is a snarl right behind him and a fucking giant breath of air down his neck. And that's when Werewolf grabs him and fucking tears off his arms. Uh, he just rips his arms right off? Those things are weak, bro. There's no way he can not take damage from that. Oh, no, I agree that <laughs> he's way fucking stronger. I was just thinking maybe because he's got a fucking big-ass bulbous head, maybe he just fucking bites right into his head, just crushing it. Oh, I'm not done yet. I'm just saying he rips off his arms first. No, keep going, keep going. Then as the Dover demon even tries to run away, even though he can't, and he just flops on the ground, and that's when Werewolf just grabs it and then takes his head and his dog-like canine senses come in and he just fucking starts shaking it like a toy <laughs> he just starts playing with the demon's head yes okay okay so does he like just shake it with his hands or does he have like the dover demon's body in his mouth and he's just shaking yes. it around yes. like a dog just like a dog just like a dog i like it i like it and Do that's have more oh no. so, so he just dies from like brain damage from his being shaken and so much fucking blood loss of his arms being completely ripped off that that's pretty much it. There's there's no way I can sugarcoat how easy of a wash that is. No, yeah. I mean I don't know which one's gonna I think the next one's gonna be an even faster wash, but that's definitely the second fastest wash of this entire fight so far. Oh yeah. Now, if you look at the bracket, I think the werewolf's next competitor is going to give him a hell of a run for his money. Oh, I already know, so I'm counting on it. Now, let's hop in to the fourth fight chronically, but the fifth fight on the bracket. Makara versus the Fresno Nightcrawler. Now, for those of you who forgot what the Makara is, like I did, I believe it is the blah blah blah... It's kind of like this god creature. The gods ride on it. But it's like this crazy fish-horned demon creature-looking thing. What what am I thinking that that was against the Omnicook? I can probably pull it up real quick. The bunny, yep, that's the one. I got it. That's a good thing you remembered because it's actually on my phone, so that would have taken me a minute to find it. I I forgot what car was too. I was kept thinking that it was what the bunyip was. Yeah, no, I it's been so long since we've covered the Makara. I literally had to look it up before we started doing this, so I could remember. There's a picture of it in case you forgot, so you know who the Fresno Nightcrawler's going against. Easy wash. I, I'm honestly, I, there's nothing else. Okay, well, let's just talk battlefield. The battlefield. Here's the thing, they live completely different environments, but does it even matter what the battlefield is? Honestly, I think Fresno Nightcrawler goes out of Fresno and just wanders onto this fucking motherfucker's turf. I think the Fresno Nightcrawler is tired of the city life, and he's just taking a stroll down the beach in the moonlight. Oh yeah. And Makara is just chilling, looking at the beach, looking for its next snack. And boom, Fresno Nightcrawler's in his sight. Walking parents. So, do you, do you got another fun story for this one? <sighs> Fresno Nightcrawler just stops and looks at the moon, okay? Just just picture it. 
He's like, man, I'm just a lonely pair of pants. I don't know where my brethren have gone. And then he just sees this thing hopping on water. This, he's like, man, that's so beautiful. And then he's like, hmm, it's getting closer. Oh no, what's going to happen? And I don't even think he has a chance to run as he sees it getting even closer and focused on him. And then boom, Makara just grabs him and starts shaking him. Or not even, I'm not even going to do shaking. He just starts stomping on him <laughs> over and over and over again. I dig it. In my mind, I kind of just see him like shooting out of the beach and instantly eating the Fresno Nightcrawler. No chill. I can see that. Although it's a ride for the gods, so I see it as a little more humble-ish, I guess. Okay. But it just starts stomping on him. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to drag it into the water to eat it. But basically what you can take away from this fight is that the Fresno Nightcrawler never stood a chance, no matter who he fought. So it wasn't even worth like trying to shuffle him around. He's dead. Honestly, Dover Demon would have had a better chance against this guy. This is the weakest fucking cryptid yeah, I've ever met. No, easily. But I didn't want to, you know, have it so people we've already had a fight fought again. Alright, the Makara moves on to... I'm going to be honest, most likely just going to be another wash. Although it could it could lead to something interesting. Maybe. It could, but it's probably going to be a wash. So, we... That took a lot longer than I thought, but I think we covered some pretty interesting fights today. Yeah, the biggest ones were the first two, obviously. I think Krampus might have been a little bigger than the Skinwalker one, but... I think the Skinwalker was definitely the most surprising win that we covered today. Oh, yeah. All right. But everybody, that brings the first set of battles in round one of the Cryptid vs. Cryptid Crushathon tournament to an end. Tune in again for when we maybe finish out round one. And next time, I swear, I will get a guest on so we have a third opinion. If not, more anticipation. And now, I think we'll let this ride out a little bit. I think we'll hop on to Cryptids versus Conspiracies for the next episode. What do you think, Roger? Yeah, I can do that. I mean, it's all dragging on. So, like, who's going next? Oh, my God. Yeah, you can start. You get your list of who we've covered, and you just start knocking them off and theorizing who's going to be in the next few rounds. But with that, that brings this episode of Cryptid versus Cryptid to an end. Now, if you tune in on the reg, you know that we shout some stuff out at the end. So, please listen no matter what. You can reach us at our email, cryptidvscrypted at gmail.com. That is... C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-V-S-C-R-Y-P-T-I-D at gmail.com. And we respond to every single email, and we shout you out in the episode for writing into the show. Where else can they reach us, Roger? There's also our Instagram. Uh, we get some weird shit now on there, but you know, that's whatever. As long as you guys are fans, that's all that matters to us. Also the Twitter. No one cares about that, but it's there. We also have the TikTok. It is there. And in Instagram, in fact, you can go on to the... Uh, fuck, why am I forgetting what it is? No, you can't. You can't? It's not linked there. Oh my god. Well, I'll tell Matt to get it linked there so we can get it actually linked there. And I always joke around how we never use the TikTok. But a little update. There is a TikTok in the works. I just need to record the audio for it. 
and then we'll be all set to go for our first TikTok. So if you want to keep up to date with recent cryptid news, be sure to go check out the TikTok where we'll be posting new breaking news on cryptids, weird shit, aliens, and all that fun stuff. Anything else you want to throw in here at the end, Roger? No, I can't think of anything. All right, then that's been us at Cryptid vs. Cryptids signing off. Later. See ya.